Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. There's never been a time like this in our country. They go around indicting me for nothing. And this is a crime family. That was like mobsters, the way they spoke on the phone, the way he spoke on the phone about his father sitting there. And he was sitting there. Does anyone have a doubt about that? Yeah. Does anyone? Well, I know there's a couple who do, but they're delusional. It is the Chris Plant Show on this Tuesday, the first day of August. Welcome to it. Mike Opelka is my name. Happy to sit in for my friend Chris Plant. And I have a giant platter of news stories to try and get to today. And uh, we'll we'll hopefully not leave anything out. Uh, We did talk earlier about the Devin Archer testimony yesterday, which... uh, both sides of the aisle are claiming a win. I do think it was a, a lot stronger for the good guys on the right side. I, I did want more, but you got to remember Devin Archer's also protecting himself. Here's a guy who's had death threats. Here's a guy who had to be in hiding because violent Democrats wanted to kill him. Here's a guy who had to be hidden away and couldn't be on camera. They had to do this behind closed doors. We'll get a, a transcription of it, I hope, today. I didn't see one out yet. So I, I hope we will see that because I'd like to get into it. I'd like to get deep into it and dive right into it. A couple of other stories that we will have to get to today. I promised you more from Kamala Harris uh, because she is a, a never-ending source of embarrassment for the country. And um, fun for us because of the things she says. Uh, There also is an interesting story as it relates to Kamala Harris and one of the leading contenders for the GOP nomination for 2024, Governor Ron DeSantis. Governor DeSantis is defending the education program, the African-American education program, which I believe started in the advanced classes in the schools in California And there's a line in there that the left has twisted to try and make it sound like anybody who's a Republican is saying, well, slavery had its benefits. No, no, no thinking person of either party would ever say slavery had its benefits. It was despicable. It was a global issue that should have been squelched globally as we recognize every human being's right to be free. But the left isn't about giving you the truth or fairness, even though that's what they always try and crotch on. Fairness. Got to be fairness. Yeah. So uh, that story has has grown legs. The story of the of the Florida education program and uh, immediately after it caught fire and it started poll testing the. Biden administration sent Kamala Harris on a plane to give a speech. 
and that speech was not not factually accurate and then she left town she came in and and dropped that speech and then left and then the, the harpies on the view jumped on board of course as they will but yesterday the governor of florida did a couple of things and he's a candidate yes i realize he's the person currently in second place a distant second to donald john trump in the gop race for the nomination yesterday the um, governor of florida put out a campaign statement a policy statement which you know this is boring stuff in politics and you hope to learn about someone's policies and that their their policies will make a difference in your life uh, Ron DeSantis released a 10-point declaration of economic independence, which is great. I, I, I want a leader in this country to be pushing individual economic freedom. And I do believe that we saw the, the, the state of Florida lead the country in that. And that's a big stinking deal. He went to New Hampshire to do this because of you know the early primary thing and everything. But you're, you're running away from the heat. I say you get to the biggest audience you can not to go to New Hampshire. I know what he's doing. I think it's a, it's a fumble. But remember, under DeSantis, Florida has been ranked as the best economy in the nation. CNBC, according to the reporting of the Daily Wire, called it white hot. The Cato Institute currently ranks Florida as the top state in the country for fiscal policy reform. Those are things that are red meat to conservatives. A good economy, fiscal policy reform, taxes, government, employment, spending, debt, and fiscal decentralization. Those are critical things to somebody who wants tiny government, big freedom. That's me. I want tiny government. I want big freedom. And Florida has kind of been the leader there. Now, a lot of people are saying, well, Florida's got a real, a real inflation problem right now. Yes, Florida has higher inflation than a bunch of other states. Why? Everybody's moving there. And when everybody moves there, and I exaggerate to clarify, not every single person is moving to Florida. They don't have 330 million people there. So don't call up and go, hey, I'm a lib and uh, you said everyone's moving there. I'm not. Okay, good. Good for you. Now, what's happened is Florida has experienced an economic boom since the pandemic, since the, the DeSantis government has shown people what you can do with opportunity and government getting the heck out of the way. So houses have become scarce. People are finding that the housing market is through the roof it's absolutely insane what's going on in Florida. I've talked to people who live down there. I have a brother who lives on the east coast of Florida. I have friends who live in the Fort Myers, Naples area. The housing prices are double and triple the rate of increase that the rest of the country is seeing. And so that reflects directly on inflation. So uh, just to give you a brief summary of what DeSantis' plan is, and I'll get to this other thing with Kamala because I think it's really important. He wants to uh, end America's abusive relationship with China. Yeah, I, I think it's good for us to try and decouple as much as possible from China. But it's really tough. 
the previous July 4th Independence Day holiday, my wife and I were putting some decorations out for a little event we had. And uh, you could go to one of the big stores and see the red, white, and blue displays. And I guarantee you, more than half of them were made in China, which means we're paying China to make the decorations for our Independence Day celebration. Doesn't make sense, right? Paying China. And uh, the other, the second point of the 10-point plan, DeSantis wants a 3% economic growth by cutting all the Biden regulations and lowering taxes, which would be good. Uh, The simple one, this is a no-brainer. And if you're a conservative and you don't want to make America energy independent again, you're stupid and you don't deserve to win an election. He also wants to clamp down on ESG, that uh, sustainability and governance that has infiltrated so many major corporations. By the way, and no one has reported on this to the extent I would like them to report, the head of ESG at General Motors is Joe Biden's niece. And that's a big, do- a big job. It's a big, like, VP-level, corporate VP-level job. So uh, ESG, not a good idea. It puts us on par with China because it puts kind of social credit score thinking inside the corporate offices. Uh, another one here, a return of the U.S. to an economic system of meritocracy. I'd like the whole country to be a meritocracy again. He also wants to reform the education system by supporting school choice. Yes, Nationwide, yes. Protecting parental rights, yes. Reforming accreditation, yes. All of that. Protect American jobs from those who enter illegally. Don't we do that? You would think that would be a no-brainer, that that's something that happens just naturally, but no, it doesn't. Reigning in the Federal Reserve by appointing a chairman who will focus on maintaining a stable dollar. I think that's one that every, every administration wrestles with who should be that Fed chair. And I'd also like to see the Fed audited. Wouldn't that be a good idea? Ending corporate bailouts and requiring more transparency from big banks and financial actors and ending reckless government spending. It's kind of simple, ending reckless government spending. Uh, I, I love the reports that point out the idiot government spending we have. And it would be a beautiful thing if we could all get together on that, left, right, center, whomever. But as it relates to the transparency from the big banks and the financial actors, there's a lot going on out there that is worth raising an eyebrow and a few questions about. And some of it is happening overseas. And I will tell you, I think it's, it's smart for us to pay attention to what's going on overseas. It's just kind of a sidebar to the DeSantis 10-point plan. Uh, The British banks, some of the smaller ones, have decided that they're going to limit. Now, this is the banks. This is not the government. They're going to limit how much money you can take out of your account. Now, here in America, if you go to take out $10,000, I believe that's the limit. Somebody will correct me if I'm wrong. The bank has to file a report with the Treasury Department, meaning they're going to alert the IRS you're taking out a whole bunch of cash. You can't just walk into your bank if you were lucky enough to have 50 grand in your bank and say, I'd like to take 25,000 in cash out. Okay, but we're going to have to file a report. Why? 
because it's suspicious, you see, they're telling you. But in England, right, this is going on right now. As a matter of fact, it's been going on for about two months. Banks like NatWest Bank, which I believe has ties to some banks here in America, our primary aim, they say, is to keep customers safe and secure, and our branches follow this process carefully to achieve this. Uh, what, what does this mean? This will include asking you questions about the purpose of your cash withdrawal. We may also ask for supporting documentation, such as an invoice, which helps us validate the withdrawal as genuine and protect you against fraud and scams. Well, isn't that just lovely and like a giant progressive government overseeing or maybe a communist government overseeing? Yes, you have you have fifty thousand dollars in the bank and you want to take out ten thousand dollars. We need to see a receipt or an invoice as to why you need that money. And it's only to protect you. Hmm. Please note, this is again from the bank, NatWest Bank in England. Please note that this is available to give, uh, it is advisable to give 24 hours notice on large cash withdrawals, amounts over 2,000 pounds, or if you would like specific denominations. You can pre-advise us on your transaction via your customer branch team or in the branch. In some instances, we may choose. Now, think about this. It's your money in the bank. In some instances, we may choose to decline the cash withdrawal based on the information provided uh, surrounding the transaction. This will be at the branch's own discretion. For more information, uh, check our terms and conditions under Section 2.2, NatWest Bank. Now, if you don't think American banks are looking at this, at the, at the provocation of the administration, you're missing out. You're absolutely missing out. Hmm. Uh, I want to get back to this. I, I want to get back to the, um, the story of Ron DeSantis and uh, what he said to Kamala Harris yesterday because I, I find it interesting. Yes, his campaign is having a little bit of trouble right now and he's trying to rebuild his street cred. And I think we should talk about that. It's Michael Pelka in for Chris Plant on August 1st here on The Chris Plant Show. You're listening to The Chris Plant Show. Hey, Chris here with some exciting news. Now you can listen to me live on the WMAL app. Doesn't matter if you're in your car, in the office, on the go. The WMAL app delivers crystal clear around-the-clock news coverage anywhere with cell service or Wi-Fi. So don't miss a second of your favorite shows. Download the WMAL app today on the Apple App Store or at Google Play Store. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. 
That's shopify.com slash special offer. It is the Chris Plant Show. Michael Pelka in for my friend Chris Plant. Uh, happy to be here. August 1st. And it was a, I don't know where you are. You're all over the country, so many of you. But it was an incredible night last night. First night, I think since April, we slept with the windows open and the air conditioner off, which is amazing. You know, kept waking up to sounds of owls. Well, what was that? Oh, that's nature. That's what's going on out there over the hum of the AC. Anyway, so sidebar, ADD moment. Uh, I've been talking about Ron DeSantis put out his, uh, his plan, his economic plan, traveled to New Hampshire, trying to kind of jumpstart his campaign because he's had a problem. And at the same time, he sent out a note to Vice President Kamala Harris saying uh, that he would like to invite her. I'm paraphrasing. Uh, he says, Florida's the number one state in the nation for education. We achieve this by making record investments in our students, teachers, schools, and by enacting universal school choice. What a great idea. And he talks about how it, it's really important and how we're committed to, uh, we in Florida committed to teaching truth a nonpartisan narrative, and uh, have rooted out harmful Marxist theories like critical race theory, which is great that they've done that. And uh, we have eliminated diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives as well. That's fantastic. And uh, then he addresses the fact that she flew to Florida on this kind of hit-and-run moment. And at the end of his, his letter, he wrote to the vice president, In Florida, we're unafraid to have an open and honest dialogue about issues. And you clearly have no trouble ducking down to Florida on short notice. So given your grave concern, which I must assume is sincere, about what you think of our standards, I'm officially inviting you back down to Florida to discuss our African-American history standards. We will be happy to host you here in Tallahassee, and I will ask Dr. William Allen, instrumental in the development of our impressive new standards to join. We welcome you, of course, to bring Randy Weingarten or someone else who shares your view about the standards. I'm prepared to meet with you as early as Wednesday of this week. That would be tomorrow. Wouldn't that be cool? But of course, wanted to be deferential to your busy schedule. Should you already have a trip to the southern border planned for that day? Ouch! Great shot. Please let me know as soon as possible what an example we could set for the nation. A serious conversation on the substance of an important issue. I hope you're feeling up to it. And then he has his flamboyant signature. That's pretty, pretty ballsy. And I appreciate the governor for doing it. I, I, uh, I wonder what she's going to say. I'll bet it's. No, thank you. Or just silence. Or maybe just a cackle. Because that's how she deals with stressful situations. All right, more to come. And your calls on Governor DeSantis and others. 888-630-9625. Opelka, in for Plant. On the Chris Plant Show. This is the Chris Plant Show. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. 
the series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. It is the Chris Plant Show. Mike Opelka, my name, sitting in for my friend Chris Plant. And uh, just trying to catch up on a couple of things on social media after we were talking about Ron DeSantis and his his statement, his 10-point plan to kind of revive his uh, campaign by showing people what his policies would be. I think it's pretty solid all around. And then uh, we talked briefly about that uh, banking situation in England, which I'm betting is going to come here. I'm betting people like Elizabeth Warren are looking at this and saying, that's a good idea for here. We should do that. We should order people to do that now because we need to know how much money everybody has in case we need to give them a haircut, you know, a financial haircut because they have too much. Uh, you first. But the, uh, the social media response is kind of interesting. Uh, I got a note from uh, Michael Coogan on the Twitters. I'm sorry, on the X. I saw it on the X who said uh, that applies to deposits as well, the $10,000 limit. Yeah, if you walk into a bank and you got fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 in cash, uh, the feds are going to want to know because they want to get their beak wet. They want their slice. So that happens. And then uh, let's uh, another another individual. Let's just call him Jimmy Wrenches, right? So, you know, if you take money out of the bank and they ask you, uh, what happens if you tell them it's for coke and hookers? And I said, they're not going to let you have it. They won't let you have it because you won't be allowed to compete with the government. See what we did there with the coke and the hookers with the Biden crime family. That's the way that goes. But I think DeSantis has made some really good points, and I especially thought it was a, a nice closing to invite the vice president down to Florida to have a discussion with him about the education standards currently under fire from uh, the left. And uh, it, it, I doubt she's going to accept. I would be really surprised if Kamala Harris would accept because that would put her on the same platform as the governor. And he's much better in that kind of face-off. So we will see. And someone also uh, called in earlier, I believe she hung up, saying that uh, Ron DeSantis voted for statehood for Puerto Rico. And this is one of those interesting things. Whenever a vote happens and you don't like the way the person voted, you need to look and see if there was a political reason for that vote. Sometimes if, if the resolution, if the proposal is not going to pass, it might be politically expedient for you to vote for it to make sure you win your election. And I know that's, that may not seem right to you, but that's the way politics works. If the Puerto Rican statehood was not going to survive but DeSantis could vote for it, it would give him cover with a certain block of voters. 
And sometimes that happens. That, that does happen. They do political calculus on stuff like that all the time. All the time. All right. I want to get to Kamala. But Phil in Fredericksburg, West, in Fredericksburg, Virginia, has a very important question. Phil, welcome to the Chris Plant Show. Hey, Mike, I'm glad to hear you. you. You're knocking it out the park this morning. Look, I, I just we've been hearing about Joe Biden for years now. We've been hearing about Hunter Biden for years now. Look, the Bidens have been doing this on their own for years. And I say, I say, this is treason. Now, look, uh, while they were doing it on their own, it was just them doing it. But now we have all these people who are chiming in in the government and the media who are actually accessories to treason and i'm just saying when does it actually become treason to to take a take actions as soon as you get in the white house that make a russian dictator able to wage war and then you put billions of dollars to the people that he's attacking when you're actually putting those billions of dollars to people who are not going to use the money for war they're just going to put the money the ukrainian uh, despots are just going to put the money in their bank accounts. This all looks like a criminal enterprise. I'm just wondering, when does it become treason? Well, it becomes treason, Phil, and it's a it's a valid question when you have really hard evidence, and it's hard to get when these guys have been working the scheme for so long. And it, it seems like it to you, it seems like it to me, but the courts have a different standard, and it has to be absolutely bulletproof to get that done. Uh, you can compare the past administration with this administration, especially as it relates to the uh, posture and attitude towards war, towards Putin, towards China, and you see vastly different things. We see what's going on as treasonous. They see it as just part of their plan to fix the world. And the the real recourse we have is 461 days away when we have an election. Now, I, I will tell you, I think it sounds like the House is about ready to get serious in terms of an investigation into impeachment. And that has to happen before anything else can happen. And we'll see. Uh, There are those inside the GOP that say if you start going after impeachment, you're going to lose House seats. And, And they're doing that all on polling. And I say I, I think you've got to trust that you're going to go after the truth and find the truth. And if you don't find anything, you stand up and say, well, it sure smelled like it. Now maybe we'll just let the IRS do its job and see how much money needs to be taxed. Maybe then you'll get some, at least some retribution in the form of tax or penalties on that. But until such time, I stand for something. Yes, you do stand for something. You got to stand up. There's never a, 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 a wrong time to do the right thing. So let's hope we can, we can press it and get the, the inquisition into this uh, potential impeachment going on now. I, I hope they will get going on. We'll see. Uh, but I Amen. appreciate you being there. I feel your frustration, Phil. Hey, Phil, can I ask you a question? Sure. Uh, you're in uh, Fredericksburg. Does your, does your county, and I'm not sure of this, have ranked choice voting? I don't think so. I do not believe that or Stafford has it. I don't believe they have that that manu- uh, that stuff, uh, that kind of voting. <laughs> okay, because I know, I know there's a massive push by the left 
to get ranked choice voting into every place they can. And so um, we, I, have to, we, we have to protect the voting system. We have to start protecting it. The Republicans have to go after this right now. We have to change it back to the way it was, where it's just basic voting on the voting day. It has to be voting that matters. You know, you can't make it into some kind of carnival show. And that's what ranked choice voting is. If people don't know tomorrow, I, I'm going to try and put together a full segment on ranked choice voting because it's it's already uh, kind of. Uh, creeping into several states around the country and where i live in delaware they are they're selling this as just the greatest thing ever and it's not it's a disenfranchisement on a major level especially for people like me who are conservatives in a blue state more fraud yeah that's the that is the ultimate answer phil you got it well keep the fires burning and we'll we'll uh We'll bring more wood to stoke the fires. Thank you, Phil. Appreciate you being there. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. We opened up the door to treason, and uh, I might as well continue on this conversation. Uh, Barb is listening to the Chris Plant Show somewhere in the great state of Florida and wants to join the conversation, uh, saying that, uh, Barb, you have more reasons why Joe Biden should be charged with treason. Isn't one enough? (laughs) It's just unbelievable how many there are. First of all, giving billions of taxpayer dollars to other countries, that's an unconstitutional thing. That's not what the tax money is for, and it was never set up that way. Secondly, also um, to sign us over to the WHO that it supersedes our Constitution in case of, you know, another pandemic, which you know they're going to bring forth. So it's all all a big agenda, uh, you know, about getting us all global and, you know, controlling everything. And, but it's just all so much of it goes against our constitution and it, you should already be charged with treason and out of there. But what do we do? Well, I'll tell you what we do since, you know, there is, there's so many, there are so many twists and turns that you have to navigate to get to the point of treason that we have to be working simultaneously to make sure that, Election day in in 2024 is a win on the on the national level at the at the president's uh, at the presidency and at the House and in the Senate. So we keep control of the House, expand it and regain control in the Senate. And I know there's a handful of races in the Senate that you're going to see ridiculous amounts of money spent on defending and or attempting to flip seats. So all I can tell you is the next 461 days are really important and we can't let one of them go by without trying to make sure we are securing a return to the republic, which uh, I, I have a clip I have to play from MSNBC, which shows you the ignorant political ignorance at MSNBC. But you're you're right, Barb, but we just got to keep fighting on two levels. So we got to keep working to expose the uh, the criminals in the Biden crime family. And we have to make sure the election is not only solid, but we get everybody out to vote. And it's it's a long ways away. So I'll be preaching about it all the way to the end. But thank you, Barb. Appreciate you. I didn't even get to ask her what part of Florida she was in. I, I mentioned MSNBC because MSNBC is an embarrassment to the news business, at least to me. And uh, we we saw some interesting things said uh, on MSNBC about what happened yesterday with Devin Archer. 
Uh, but I think one of the one of the dumbest things that was said was said by uh, one of their guests. And I'm I'm making sure I have it here to make sure I get, I've got the the right moment here. Oh yes, this was um, MSNBC yesterday, and they were talking about Donald Trump, and they were talking about the prosecution of Donald Trump and Harry Littman, the LA Times senior legal affairs columnist, was on the show. Harry Littman. Now you would think if you were the senior legal affairs columnist at the L.A. Times, you might have a pretty good handle on the law and American history, especially when you're talking about the Constitution, which he was kind of referencing the Constitution and talking about the prosecution of Donald Trump. And then he said something dumb. Quickly, you're saying there's something else more at play here, which is it's not just politics. Yeah, you got to speak up for the Constitution in this case. That's exactly right. It's, it's not just politics 101. It's constitutional culture 101. I agree with everything Charlie said in the most sobering word he used, post-democratic. We're watching a constitutional train wreck in real time, and we're really in the territory of a republic if you can keep it, as Lincoln famously said. I have not. Um, excuse me? Let me hear that once more. He's talking about... The fact that, oh, my God, if Donald Trump is allowed to walk free and then become president again, it's the end of our republic. But that quote, I don't think that was Lincoln. I said in the most sobering word he used, post-democratic. We're watching a constitutional train wreck in real time, and we're really in the territory of a republic, if you can keep it, as Lincoln famously said. Mm. Now, you see, the problem with that is... uh, when the Declaration of Independence was being written and argued over in Constitution Hall in Philadelphia back in 1776, Abraham Lincoln was not alive. Benjamin Franklin was. And reportedly, after they had agreed to declare our independence and walking out of that sweaty hall in July, they didn't have air conditioning, a woman asked, asked Ben Franklin, what have you given us? And he reportedly looked at her. It's one of the most famous quotes of all time in the founding of the country. A republic, madam, if you can keep it. These people are only off by about 100 years. Just, just about 100 years. But we're supposed to believe them because they have titles and they wear suits and they're on MSNBC. They're not smart people, and we got to keep calling them out on it. Uh, the phone number, 888-630-9625, 888-630-9625. I feel like I've been teasing you with the Kamala Harris clips. Oh, I'll get to them. And some even dumber things said by Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. yesterday when that crazy podcast dropped. I'll get to all of it. It's Michael Pelka in for Chris Plant on The Chris Plant Show. There's only one Chris Plant. The Chris Plant Show. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Chris Plancho, Michael Pelka. We are almost wrapping up this uh, second hour. And uh, I have to um, fix something because I, I made a mistake. I know, I know. You're supposed to lead with your mistakes. And uh, I screwed up. I'll be on the discipline couch during the news break. But Al in Waldorf, Maryland is here, part of the vast and unpaid resource department. Al, go ahead. Let me have it. Yeah, straight from the resource department. But, uh, by the way, I enjoy the show, and it's big of you to admit the mistake. Um, but um, you criticize somebody for quoting Lincoln when it actually was uh, Benjamin Franklin, but you yes. stated that it was after the uh, Declaration of Independence. I it did. It was not after the Declaration of Independence. It was after the Constitutional Convention in 1787, which defined the nature of, of our government and when Benjamin Franklin walked out of Independence Hall, a woman asked him, what kind of government did you give us, which was a po- appropriate question because they had uh, ratified the Constitution. Well, they had, they had written the Constitution, and he, he made that quote, a republic if you can keep it, one of the wisest statements ever made in U.S. history. So um, I appreciate the fact that you recognize the mistake and have corrected it, but well, it was unfortunate because you did it after you criticized somebody else. I I did. It's embarrassing. And that's okay, though, because we can always fix it and admit it. Now, I will tell you, when I was saying it, I'm I'm in my head, the one side of my brain was going, was it the Declaration or was it the Constitution? And and I I flipped the coin. I went with one. But let me let me um, let me grade this the way a Democrat would grade it. Okay, Um, we got the location right. So we got Philadelphia. Right. We got we got the the person who reportedly said it right, right. W- with right. Ben Franklin. We got the gender of the person who asked him the question right. Yep. I got right. the document wrong. So right. I, I get I do get a passing grade, I believe. You do. You do. So and, as much you get a you get a passing grade for admitting the mis- mistake. And by the way, uh, in today's world, you wouldn't know what the gender of the question uh, the questioner was. <laughs> well, you're right. I would have been fired for asking <laughs> or for right. talking right. about the gender. Identif- I, I should have asked for the P- PGPs, as they say, as the kids right. say. Right. The preferred gender pronouns. Well, Al, I thank you for being there. Because honest thank to God, I was having on. that argument in my head as I was saying it. I'm going, now, wait a minute. Was this a declaration of the Constitution? But you're correct. I will, like I said, I will firmly implant my cheeks on the discipline couch. And during the news break, I will uh, perform several mea culpas and then then come back and we will attack the third hour of the show. So, Al, you get a you get a, a merit badge for paying attention and for correcting me gently. So my spirit and ego will not be crushed. Thank you, sir. So off to you. And there he goes. Uh, we still have another hour to go. I have to get to the story about the I- incredibly insensitive and stupid things Joe Biden said yesterday, but it was a day that ended in a Y. Kamala Harris and uh, additional word salads.
from yesterday in addition to the, uh, the dare, the invitation from Governor DeSantis to come visit her. And is the climate change really because all those private jets are flying? Well, NASA noticed something, and I'll share it with you. I think you're going to be surprised. It's Opelka in for Plant on the Chris Plant Show. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.